What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast. This is Clark. And Bobby Jean. So glad you're here. Let's get started. Hey, what's up, everyone? And thanks for tuning in to the Wake Before the Day podcast. Obviously, this is a little different than you might be used to, but yeah, Clark, Bobby Jean here. And we're in the studio today to, to bring you the first podcast from, from this location. <laughs> yeah. We started actually doing Wake Before the Day um, just around our kitchen table at the beginning of COVID-19. Just to encourage folks that um, when you read your Bible and share with your family, it doesn't have to be fancy and it doesn't have to be anything that's you know super deep or theological. It can just be what the Holy Spirit lifted for you too. Mm-hmm. And so we've actually been following along the Emmanuel Church reading plan, which is available on our app and you'll see all over our social media too. And so as we've walked through that, just one chapter at a day, we've shared with you guys via our podcast Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And now today we're coming live to you in person just to encourage you face to face. That's right. And we're looking at the scripture reading plan and we're like, what's the first one going to be in the studio? And it is revelation. We're like, are you serious? (laughs) Bring on the big dog right away. And so just a quick word on Revelation, Um, when you look at it, it's apocalyptic writing. And so there's all kinds of imagery and symbols and numbers being thrown around that often causes confusion. When it comes to Revelation, um, apocalyptic writing simply means uncovering, unveiling. Mm. Um, When you're looking at it, again, it seems like it's future-oriented, and it can be puzzling. Um, Just to give you a a little caveat, we're not going to (laughs) debate... Premillennialism, amillennialism, postmillennialism. We're going to try to just hit the heart of what we're trying to get to and not fight about what's the timeline of this because I don't think that is at the heart of why this book was given to us. And so when you look at it, you see you have Old Testament books that come back to your mind. Yeah, Ezekiel, Daniel. Uh, They reference Jeremiah, and ultimately it's all about Jesus Christ. And so Revelation is a 66 book, and there's 65 books leading up to it, and there's imagery and wording that is brought into this writing that, again, points to Christ. Uh, his death, his resurrection, his ascension, the pouring out of the Spirit, and his coming again. Well, and I'm going to add one thing, too. Please like, do. I, I'm you, super you insightful, you guys. Yeah. We, just in studying this just the last couple of days, too, we learned that, you know, often people will come to the book of Revelation and think, um, this is what heaven's going to look like. This mm-hmm. is what, you know, eschatology, the afterlife, like these kind of things. And it looked like in terms of, mm-hmm. looks like to your eye. Visually. Like, I wonder what color the clouds are, if there's going to be mm-hmm. rainbows or little harps and stuff. And right, pearly gates. So there, there is image. There is imagery, but the heart of it is... Right. Don't tell me. The heart of it is that we learn more about the nature and the person of God and how we as his created people relate unto him. And so really it's so much more about this relationship that we get to have with Yahweh, the creator of, you know, the cosmos. Mm -hmm. And and it's incredibly worshipful. Um, And so that's definitely a theme that we keep... Seeing as we march through it, but that's kind of a kind yeah. of a bigger picture for Revelation two to yeah. keep in your mind. So when you dive into this chapter today, we're looking at Revelation three. Uh, it talks about Jesus Christ, his death, resurrection, ascension, but then there's these seven letters that are written to, yeah. to different churches, seven mm-hmm. different churches. So in chapter three, you see the letters to the church in Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. And there's a mixed bag of, of messages that I think all pertain to us today as well. Sardis is a simply a wake-up call. Like, come on, y- y'all dead or are you awake? Wake up and start following Christ here. Uh, Philadelphia is actually given a blessing, yeah, which is pretty cool and very encouraging to read. And then Laodicea is a little bit of a both-and, and that's actually where we're going to focus on today. Mm-hmm. It's There's a 
a warning given, and then there's also a blessing and invitation uh, to follow. And so, Bob, I don't know, we want to kick it off by reading for us here? Yeah, let's start in verse 14. That's kind of what stuck out to us. So I'm going to go ahead and read verses 14 through 22. To the angel of the church in Laodicea, write, These are the words to the Amen, the faithful and the true witness, the ruler of God's creation. I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. You say, I am rich, I have acquired wealth, and do not need a thing. But you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. Mm. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire, so you can become rich and wear white and white clothes so you can become rich and white clothes to wear. So you can cover your shameful nakedness and salve to put on your eyes so you can see. Those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline. So be earnest and repentant and repent. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him and mm, he with me. That's good. Was that, did we say two more? Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. Sorry. That's good. You keep reading. You're doing great. <laughs> Amen. 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 Preach, sister. <laughs> to him who overcomes, I will give you the right to sit with me on my throne, just as I overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. That's right. So mm-hmm. fantastic reading, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> um, with it, though, I think there's obviously a couple of verses in there that are probably popular. Yeah. That people yeah. recognize, and that's that verse 16 talking about being lukewarm 15 yeah. i know your deeds you're neither hot nor cold i wish you were one or the other uh, why yeah. like why is that a good thing that you're either hot or even cold yeah well as we kind of went through this a little bit together and process for just a minute um it's good to be hot or cold because then you know where you stand so if yeah. i'm hot like in this example being hot would be you know if i'm on fire for the lord if i'm you know walking and abiding with christ and following the way of jesus well then you know where you stand you're mm-hmm. standing in blessing and favor yeah and if i am cold then you know where you stand because you need to yeah. i mean you get a rebuke here you do you get a rebuke for being lukewarm, but also you understand that I need to repent and that I need to yeah. step into grace and this way of Jesus. So you know where you're standing if you're hot or mm-hmm. cold. And so that's better than being lukewarm, actually. Yeah. It, when he talks about being lukewarm, lukewarm in that word spit, I'm going to spit yeah. you out of my mouth. It's a yeah. pretty bald word because that <laughs> Greek word actually is most often translated vomit. Right. That's pretty a beautiful picture there to have in your head. But Jesus is saying, I'm going to vomit you out. This is a serious deal. Like, I'm going to projectile. I want nothing to do with this. And so with it, um, I guess one of the questions that we were kind of asking each other is when we look at the descriptions of the church in Laodicea, like they're wealthy, but they're blind to their spiritual poverty. Right. Um, They're complacent and spiritual spiritually apathetic. They understood their culture, but they didn't have a strong desire for their city or their neighbors. They didn't want any transformation. So I guess when I, when I hear that, mm-hmm. I think of the American church. I think of a lot of people yeah. who are just kind of sitting on their hands and like, yeah, Jesus loves me. I love Jesus. Kumbaya. And here we are. So mm-hmm. I guess what, what do we do with that? Right. I think that was like the next main question that yeah. is like, okay, um, Kind of verse 17. Yeah. Saying, you say, I'm rich. I've acquired wealth and do not need a thing. But you don't realize that you're wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. So right. there's this realization that, like, we actually need help. Mm-hmm. 
Like if we're to take what's being said here in Revelation and trying to bring it to my life, to our church, to us today, it's like we have to understand that we can't do it on our own, mm-hmm. that we need help, right? Yeah. So I guess the question then is, how do you change that? Yeah, that was what we kind of were throwing back and forth is like, okay. You're talking to someone who's lukewarm. Yeah. Let's say they know they're lukewarm. Like what What do you do? Mm-hmm. Well, I think when we kind of talked about it, it was just – we need to spend time. Mm-hmm. Like we've talked about like resources and how like when you're wealthy, you have like the the resource of your wealth and your financial gain. But everybody has um, the resource of time and actually yeah. everybody has the equal amount of time. Yeah. And so when you are in your day to day, what are you doing with your time? How closely are you positioning yourself to Jesus? How um, how much time are you spending devoted in the word of God? Um, you know, what is the yeah. quantity? What is the quality? Because as you ask yeah. those questions, that's how you move from being lukewarm to hopefully hot. Yeah. Right. And in that we're talking about where you spend your time builds conviction. Right. right that that right, builds right. what you care about. That, yeah. that, um, I don't know, lights a fire under your seat really. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if, if we're lukewarm, then maybe it's because we haven't spent enough time with Jesus. Yeah. Because if we're to care what Jesus cares about, love what he loves, hate what he hates, then that doesn't just happen like, I love Jesus, whoo, and right. now I want to go live my life like him. Mm-hmm. It actually comes with time well spent. And mm-hmm. The example we were talking about was, like, it could be many things, but Dallas Cowboys football. Oh, yeah. We did talk about right? that. <laughs> so Bobby is a lukewarm to warm. Cowboys. Yeah, fan. I'll take that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm impressed. You know their roster. I do. I am a on fire hot Cowboys fan. <laughs> yeah. To the point where it's actually not healthy at times. I got right. I got real in because Bobby doesn't check Google every day. She doesn't get notifications <laughs> from Twitter, ESPN about the Cowboys. I don't. I do. So when Tyron Smith has a hurt <laughs> neck, I'm like, do you know what happened when Tyron Smith had a hurt neck last year? No. Did you know what happened the year before? <laughs> no. like, this is a huge deal. Every time he's hurt, it goes south. And Bobby's like, oh, yeah. Oh, poor Tyron. Let's pray for Tyron. Yes, neck. yes. We need to pray for Tyron. <laughs> yeah. But when you think about that in a, in a serious light about like right. Jesus and scripture and to, to have conviction, right. it comes with spending time. It's proximity. Mm. It's quality and quantity, I mm-hmm. think. Mm-hmm. And so for us today, um, we, we want to we move from lukewarm to being people who don't look like this church of Laodicea and actually step into the invitation given at the end because he's saying, look, I'm going to rebuke those I love. Yeah. If you're disciplined, it's because God loves you. Mm-hmm. If you're not hearing anything, then that's that's not good. Right. So Hebrews 12 speaks to that too, like yeah. just disciplining out of love. But really yeah. it's a blessing too that Jesus says like, but says, I'm I at, overcame. I'm at, I stand here, I'm at the door, I knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I'll come in and eat with that person and they with me. And all this is flowing out of the death and resurrection of Jesus. And all this is right. flowing out of a relationship, right. which is what he cares about. So if we're at today looking at the scripture going, how do I not be lukewarm? How do I build conviction? I think one, it's spending time with Jesus, and yeah. it's actually spending less time with our phones, our social media, ESPN, a political party, mm-hmm. uh, a magazine with yeah. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, whatever it is. I don't know. But it's like <laughs> and more time with Jesus because yeah. the more time you spend with him, the more you're going to care about what he cares about. Yeah. And, and then obviously today there's so much going on with the election, schools the vaccine conversation, the uh, all this. There's so many uh, hot topics. As a Christian, we don't just look at those with our with our natural eye. You have to look at them through the lens of Scripture. Yeah. Because God and His Word inform us there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And our hope is that we're not lukewarm. 
we have convictions yeah. and you actually know what you think and why and the motivating force behind that is out of your relationship with God. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that's kind of what we got out of Revelation chapter three uh, and the church in Laodicea. So thank you guys for watching our very first. Yeah in the studio podcast and um, hopefully you're encouraged that you can sit down with your um, spouse, your family, your apartment person yep. and uh, just jump into God's words so we can spend time with Jesus yep. that has great quality and um, and we can be transformed in his love. That's right. Like so him. yeah, thanks for tuning in. God bless you and uh, we'll see you later this week. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his countenance towards you and give you his peace. Have a great day.